Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. What's up, Patty? Tim, it has been too, too long, but we're back. We are back. Look who's Better back. than before. Shady's back. I, I, da, back, na, na, back. Na, yeah, that'd be yeah, kind of cool to incorporate. Can we, can we get can we get the copyrights on that? <laughs> <laughs> Tim, how are you doing? I am outstanding, Patty. Happy, happy Monday to you. Um, it's Monday as we're recording this, uh, and I am excited to be back on the airwaves uh, with the Boss Free Society. It has been a long, long time, like you said, and uh, I, I think we need to kind of educate the listeners of why it's been such a long break, a long hiatus, yeah, a hiatus. Exactly. Cause some people, people have still been so loyal, have been listening to, I think it's over 127 shows that we have out there in circulation, continuing to tap into the content that we've recorded since February of 2015. And I think we ended this year with the last show being somewhere in like March. I think it was Tim. Uh, somewhere around there, right? And then yeah, March or April, I yeah. think. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I think it was around April. And you know, we decided, hey, how about if we take some time off? Because with the summer coming up, the big news for this year in Tim's camp was he was doing this run, and it's not just any run; it is literally a thousand mile run, and so that really consumed your focus as it should be, um, just to get your head in the right space. And Tim, if you want to tell people about the run, why you did it, and then after you answer that, I want to go a little bit into the psychology of what's happened to you since. Sure, 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 sure. So um, long story short, uh, I left uh, August 29th to October 9th was uh, a run from a symbolic run from Orlando, Florida, Chicago, Illinois for the Keep On Keeping On Foundation. It's a nonprofit organization that I started uh, back in 2007 uh, with a few of my friends. And Keep On Keeping On is dedicated to assisting those living with severe physical disabilities like cerebral palsy and muscular dystrophy. So what we did was we uh, organized this run to to raise awareness and to raise money um, for those individuals uh, that, that I mentioned earlier. So th- the reason why I did this symbolic Orlando to Florida, Orlando, Florida to Chicago run was because I did it back in 2005. And that's what enabled us to start the keep on keeping on foundation. So it was kind of like going back to our roots. Um, so this was uh, just a really incredible, incredible journey. Um, back in 2005, I hired Stu Middleman, um, those of you who are Tony Robbins fans or have been through Tony Robbins uh, events, you'll you'll know that name, Stu Middleman. Stu used to uh, coach Tony Robbins, and Stu was my my coach to to help uh, with that, that the run in 2005. And I again hired him in 2016 uh, to to be my right hand man as someone who would be my guide, so to speak. You know, uh, kind of like the guide on my shoulder. Uh, and the whole thing about 
you know, what you do is you're, you're, you're training your body to burn fat as its main energy source when you're doing these long runs. So the, the goal was to 30 miles a day for 40 days in a row for me. So unfortunately, I, I ran into a lot of different obstacles, one being in the very first day, uh, I got huge blisters on the bottoms of my feet. And um, I barreled through for like nine days, went to immediate care center to get them checked out. And the doctor said that I should stay off of them for two weeks. And I decided that I was didn't, didn't have time for two weeks. So I took off two days and um, then got back into it. So all told, I was able to run over 1,000 miles uh, uh, on this journey. And, and I definitely learned so many different things about myself, about just about, uh, about life and really about my business too. And it was, it was, there were days where I literally had to crawl to the bathroom uh, in my hotel room because my feet hurt so much. Uh, when my feet were in my shoes, they didn't hurt as bad, but when they were out of my shoes, they hurt. So I literally had to crawl, crawl to the bathroom. And that was a humbling experience, but it also, um, was something that I think I needed. You know, it was, it was a, a situation where I had a fight for every inch. <laughs> and I think that, that definitely, uh, that definitely helped me in, in a lot of different ways. I know you had a whole brigade of friends and family, as well as your trainer, et cetera, just keeping in touch with you and not really realizing that 30 miles during the day, that's a whole lot of headspace in which you're just thinking and thinking, oh. what were you thinking or how did you not go crazy because it's like that's truly an example of being in the prison of the mind yes. or it could be the most rewarding experience to be in your mind right it could be exactly the biggest exactly. enemy or the biggest most self-actualizing process so so for me the thing was i never looked at it as 30 miles i kind of just always looked at it all right so when i woke up i'm like all right i gotta get out the door so that was my first goal was get out the door as fast as I can. And once I was out the door, then I just let things kind of happen type of thing. Like, no, that's that's not 100% true. But I, the goal was to get out the door as, as quick as possible. Because once I was out the door, then I was – I was, you know, attacking those 30, those 30 miles. And because I, because of my injuries on my feet, uh, I wasn't able to move very fast. So the 30 miles took a long time. Like the, the longest day was like day three. I think it was, it took me 15 and a half hours to do 30 miles. Um, and that is like, you could walk backwards and do that. <laughs> so, you know, there was, I mean, it was, it was tough. So I just made sure that, um, you know, I had different people that I would, that I would communicate with, you know, like, like yourself, Patty. And, uh, I would, I would, we would Vox, uh, I would have different conversations, you know, with, with my friends and my mom, my, my wife, uh, Dr. Christine Kazmar. She was, uh, she was my Voxer buddy where we, I kind of like checked in with her a lot. And my, another one was, uh, Joe Jessel. Um, Joe was someone that was with me for a week in Atlanta, but he was someone that, um, we had kind of, we had a lot of different conversations, uh, throughout the, throughout the time. So it was kind of a time where, I leaned on people when I needed to lean on people and, and, and had different conversations and just really, there were times when I tried to kind of get out of my head what I was doing. And there were times when I had to be in, 
in in my head knowing what I was doing and just to kind of get through the, the the next mile. And it was I never tried to bite off more than I could chew, if that makes sense. And I, so I never had, OK, I have, you know, 27 more miles to go. It was it was just get to the next mile or have smaller chunks is that was that was kind of the the way I attacked each day was, you know, have smaller chunks and try to have fun, try to have fun. Like I tried to have fun every day. And one of the things I always did every morning when I was getting out the door, I always would say, I love my life. I love my life. And I would say that it was kind of like a mantra, not, not like to try to beat myself into believing I love my life, but in actuality, I, I do, I do love my life. And it was something that was like, I get you know, I chose to do this. It wasn't like someone forced me to do this. It wasn't that someone said, Hey Tim, you should do that. I mean, I, I chose to do it. So, um, you know, being, being someone that, uh, likes to, you know, accomplish the goals that I set forth in front of me, it was, you know, every day was a challenge and it was, it was fun to, to kind of challenge myself and to figure how I got through different things. Yeah. Because I know you had some very low, low days and then some very high days like very a lot of elation so i just think the thousand miles after all is said and done has taught you what well you know i guess i would break it down into three into three things that and a lot of times the first one is something that we talk about almost almost every show we talk about this and it's really have a plan the night before um that was something that really helped me uh move forward was I had a plan, like I had, you know, different things that I would do like a ritual to start the day. So in the evening I would set everything up so that when I got up in the morning, everything was ready for me. My clothes were picked out, you know, my, my, uh, all my different gear that I was going to wear that day and stuff like that. So it was, everything was really methodically, um, laid out so that it wasn't, I didn't have many decisions to make, um, you know, when I woke up. Cause that's the, that's the killer when you're, you know, you have this big, this big daunting goal in front of you those little things can add up and really be time wasters, time killers and really set you back. So, um, having a plan the night before was, was huge. Um, the second one, and this was, this was the one that was probably hardest to accept. Uh, but ultimately it probably gave me the most power afterwards was you can't always control the outcome, but you can always control your effort. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing, like, you know, when you're trying to get 30 miles, and, you know, you're like, there was a day that, I mean, I did a 27 and a half minute mile. I was averaging that for a while. Oh, <laughs> and 27 and a half mi- I mean, that is, that is a death march. It <laughs> <That> really is. <laughs> uh, but, it, but it was the fact that I was doing a 27 and a half minute mile that, I mean, you can't, that, that was, that was the effort. You know what I mean? Like that was, I put it all out there and that, um, I really, I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day. And if you're averaging 27 and a half minute miles, it's going to take you 22 hours or something like that. So it's not, um, you know, it wasn't about, it wasn't about the effort. That was, that was my, that was really important to me. And the last one, and this one also was huge. Um, cause there, you know, literally the very first day was about nine and a half miles in where my crew asked me if I wanted to change my socks. I said, no. And I should have said yes. And that, that was how the blisters kind of started to form and this and that. So literally nine and a half miles into my thousand mile journey as I, you know, was when, when the, when the shit hit the fan, so to speak. So those were some days early on in that, in that, uh, in the run where I was really 
overwhelmed with this daunting task of, you know, hitting 30 miles every day. And I remembered a quote. And the thing about this quote, if people that are listening, it almost won't matter unless you're in the shit. Like if you're, if you're in a good place intellectually, you know, this is true, but it isn't until you're in, in the depths of a storm that this, this quote really makes a hell of a sense. And that quote is life doesn't happen to you. Life happens for you. And once that was embedded in my, in my noodle, um, that made everything a lot, I don't want to say easier, but it just, it was, I felt empowered. So I, I knew that these blisters and, you know, all these obstacles that I had to go through were, were ultimately making me better. And uh, it made me realize that you know, I've had I've had a lot of a lot of luck in my life to, you know, to be where I am today. And, and a lot of, um, you know, like the, the neighborhood I was born to, the parents I was born into, my family you know, all this and that. Like I've I'm really got lucky with, uh, you know, the, the people that are in my life. So um, having that reminder is never uh, is never a bad thing. I love it. So congratulations, Tim, on your thousand miles. I mean, that is one of the most amazing accomplishments that I would venture to guess in all of the U.S. population, right? How many people can say that? Or even in the world? Right. <laughs> How many well, yeah. people can say that? It's just so <laughs> outstanding. It's so remarkable. I mean, I bet when you tell people, they're like, what? You know? It's, it's, and then the, the, I ended the, the day, I ended my run on uh, October 9th was Sunday uh, with the Chicago Marathon. So it was uh, awesome to run through the Chicago Marathon. And I just, that was also kind of cool because I kind of conditioned my mind to think that everyone was there to <laughs> witness me finish my thousand miles. Yeah. So it was, it was a really, it was a great, uh, it was a great, a great, uh, a great time. And the thing that was interesting for me was that, you know, obviously I was doing 30 miles and this was 26.2, but I, that day, it was day 42 for me. I ran 26.2 miles faster the last day than I did any other day. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, it wasn't fast, but by any stretch. Because no, but still, it, it, you know, it, it was, was your personal best. It, for, 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 for this 42 days. For, these, for this run. Wow. So, um, and it wasn't fast, but it was, it was, it was done. <laughs> so is this something that are you going to continue to run or that you've hung up your shoes? Well, I, I mean, I'm definitely continue to run as a form of enjoyment and exercise. But as far as like doing a uh, ultra distance, uh, ultra, well, I guess it's a multiple day ultra distance, <clears throat> you know, I'd probably have hung, hung the shoes up on that respect. Um, <laughs> but uh, we'll see. I mean, the, the thing was, you know, being away from my wife for that long was, uh, you know, it was a sacrifice for her. She, she made a huge sacrifice for me to do mm. this. Uh, I made a sacrifice as well, but I think her, hers was a lot bigger because she didn't choose it. You know, it was kind of like mm. it was kind of like bestowed upon her. Um, so that you know, I'm we don't have any children yet, but obviously we want to start a family. So I can't imagine being away if I oh, had from your kids. Yeah. The the funny thing is, so Sarah and I we're you know we've been talking about it. And I'm like, I will never leave you for over forty days again mm. unless I win Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I was put priorities in place, babe. So, you know, hey, that's a million dollars, right? <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, congratulations. And I know um the the the, the determination that you had at the at the onset of this challenge, did you ever doubt that you wouldn't complete the thousand miles? I mean, was it cuz uh, my understanding 
based on what my husband said, because he crewed for you for yes, I think, a day was, or two. Oh, he was for a couple of days. Yeah. Okay, so he crewed for you, and he's like the 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 certainty that Tim had that he would finish was just so remarkable. It was just so admirable because he knew like he knew it was just unshakable. Yeah, I, I think it was that was what kept me going was I knew that I was not going to give up. I might, mm-hmm. you know, I, and it was good. It goes back to number two. You can't control, you can't always control the outcome, but you can always control the effort. So mm-hmm. I always knew that I was going to put everything I had into that day. And, you know, whether my body was going to agree with me or not was one thing, but whether, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be because of my will, my will was going to be unbreakable and that my will was not going to, when it's not going to let me not, continue so admirable so (laughs) now have you taken all of those kind of posts that you made as a collection of maybe that you're journaling for your children yeah so right yeah so i every day every day i journaled um uh physically journaled and unfortunately i always did it at the end of the day um so the reason i say unfortunately is because that was usually at my my weakest or my you know my lowest energy so i didn't write as much as i would have liked to have written mm. um but i definitely writ writ i definitely writ <laughs> i definitely <laughs> i definitely wrote uh something every single day um and that was uh that was really awesome for for me uh to go back and read some of the stuff that i that i wrote and early on and and you know, it's, that'll definitely be something that I, that I give to my children. And then also, uh, on teamcoco.org, um, we have all of them, all the entries in there as uh, a blog entry. So what I did was I kind of, I kind of did two journals a day. I did a journal that was kind of like an update on Facebook on my personal page. And then I personally did a journal that I didn't share with anyone necessarily. And with my thoughts and, in a in a physical journal. Awesome, Tim! Congratulations, no. that's amazing. Well, thank you, thank you, Patty. Yeah. No. So, how do you see you, um, kind of your brand evolving, or what you're going to do with this big accomplishment under your bet uh, under your belt, feather in your cap? I mean, that's literally so remarkable. Right. Yeah. I think really what I want to do is is continue to share the story, share my message, uh, and to do that on, on a, you know, on a different platform, whether that be, uh, motivational speaking, keynote speaking conferences, that type of thing. Uh, that's something that, uh, I, I definitely see in my future. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Now, Patty, you have some pretty good news as well. Something that's taking taking the small business world by storm. Yeah. So for me, the, for me, this year has been a very transformational, as it has been for you on a personal level, definitely. Um, and then on a professional level, uh, what I did was I partnered up with Pamela Herman, who you're going to hear in an upcoming episode. She was actually an early episode in 2015, and she at the time was kind of a lone wolf flying solo with her keynotes and doing some consulting with clients, really talking about customer experience. And we have been in touch for a very long time since 2012, having conversations back and forth. And then we finally figured, hey, let's get into business together. It just makes sense with what I do, um, more on the branding side of things and really um, her customer experience efforts. It just It's so seamless. It makes so much sense for us to pair up and join forces. And it's just a lot more fun to be in business when you do it with someone. 
Um, and, and just the caveat though, is that you want to always make sure that it's complementary right. and that you are working together. Kind of like Tim, how, how you and I work together. It's so seamless. Like it's right, really, exactly. it's not difficult, right? There's no uh, real obstacles to any of it. And so that's what I've been personally blessed since I've been an entrepreneur to find those types of partnerships. I mean, literally, uh, I've had the opportunities in other instances, not necessarily always working out, but I feel like I found my grounding, (laughs) you know, I found my grounding. And um, so Pam and I are are launching our first ever what we're calling Mile High Mastermind. And that is in Denver, Colorado this week. So we're super excited about that. And we plan on hosting those every quarter in 2017, really to facilitate um, the conversations for solopreneurs and small business owners to start to put some context around um, putting together their brand and how to get their message out there and really taking their business to the next level. Um, Because we see it time and time again, there's just a lot of confusion, people maybe underpricing, people not knowing how to position uh, their business, what they're worth, people not really understanding how to craft their story. So many of these elements that uh, any solopreneur, small business owner, once they understand that, that's the difference between just having a business that is solely based on price where people are asking you, well, how much do you charge for that? And they're basing their decision based on the price of something versus really seeing you as such a valuable, uh, a valuable offering that they don't care about the price, right? Or that you can mandate a higher price. And that's really where it's at. So that's really exciting. So if someone's listening to this and now it's 2017 and they want to be a part of this this mile high mastermind, what, who are you looking for? And what, you know, what are some of the things that they're going to be able to, to learn by, by attending? Yeah. So, um, to find out more, you'd, you'd go to create buzznow.com. It is one of our offerings. We've really honed it down to three types of things in 2017, where we do do small business consulting that comes at a, at a way higher price point because it's definitely more immersion, more kind of one-on-one, um, so that's kind of our, our higher price point option. The Mile High Mastermind, we created because there were so many solopreneurs or small business owners that said, hey, can can I coach with you? Well, our fee for an immersion day doesn't really lend to something very feasible for a small business owner, right? It's right, a right. price point. It's definitely five figures. So that type of a setup isn't really, it's not, it's not attainable for a solopreneur. So that's why we said, hey, let's create scale in our business by helping 10 solopreneurs, 10 to 12 solopreneurs at any given time. We put them in a house in a really fantastic setting and we basically create an environment that it, it, it becomes like a mastermind where the the energy and the effort of the group becomes an exponential driver for great ideas. So we really envision it something like that's not just for us to tell you, oh, here's what you should do, A, B, and C. No, it becomes really a springboard for conversation and ideas that people are really walking away with something solid in the way of identifying their brand. Because the difference between a cup of coffee and a Starbucks cup of coffee is about $4.50, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> coffee at the end of the day is cents. It's like a nickel. 
but right. but the reason that makes it worth the 450 is because of the experience and the brand. You're paying for that brand. Um and and with it comes this whole level of experience. And so that's really the difference. You know, do you want to be the Starbucks of whatever you do or do you just want to be the commodity where you're only being um, compensated solely on price. And that really commoditizes what you do. And you never want to be in that position where somebody's right. picking you or you won't want to be the low cost provider. That's definitely not a competitive advantage, especially as a service based solopreneur. Um, so that's really what they w- walk away with. They, we have workbook and they walk away with just literally um, everything that they need to start to show up in their business offline and online. So it's really cohesive. And the, the, the result that we all want is to capture mind share in the mind of your perfect customer. So this is where if somebody says, if I, we always can tell, like if we ask someone, okay, so who is your product for? Who's your service for? And they're like, everybody, the That's answer right. is not everybody. And, and so we take you through that whole process of identifying that perfect customer who is looking for exactly what it is that you have to offer. And then so that you position it in the way that they are like, oh, my God, I need that right now. This is so perfect for, for, for what I'm looking for. Um, so that's that whole process. So I'm really excited because, Tim, you're going to this one that we're hosting in just I a know. few days. Very excited to be a fly on the wall and kind of help you guys with whatever you need help with. Yeah, so he's part of our crew. You're part of our crew um, at this uh, event. And at the same time, this is so timely because you're going to hopefully get so much value out of this from everything that you hear. Oh, absolutely. I just feel like it's so, it's such a great timing. So yeah, I'm super I'm, excited. We're super I'm excited pumped. to have you there. I'm pumped. And I'm pumped to launch season two. Can you season believe it? Season two. two. Season two. So here's the deal. We are moving to uh, every Wednesday. You can find a new guest and we have different guests this season uh, everywhere between people that maybe we've had on in the past with an update from none of what they're doing. Um, all ages for this season, right? All ages, yes. We got some youngins. <laughs> we have some youngins. You'll be really surprised. But again, the overall intention is for you, Boss Rebaj, to hear these stories. And if you get one idea from every show, then it's well worth the time and the effort for you to listen to it. And that's really exactly. our intention. Is exactly. the 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 mission has not changed in that we really saw this as an opportunity to. Uh, to create awareness for solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, people who are on the kind of on that cusp of leaving their job, their job, their nine to five, and transitioning into entrepreneurship because it continues to be the best ride ever. Continues, right? I, I just wouldn't trade it for anything else. I mean, Absolutely. I'm literally psychologically unemployable, as is Tim, and we're super proud of it. And if there's other people that we can help along the way to make sure that you're avoiding the pitfalls and the pains and, and just to know that there's other people that are experiencing what you're experiencing is a good place to be. Got it. That's it. So if you guys um, definitely let us know what you think, we're on Twitter at Boss Re Society. You could check out our Facebook page. Boss Re Society is our fan page. Head on over there and let us know what you liked about it and um, connect with us. We always want to hear success stories. And actually, we love the ratings and reviews. Of course. Head on over to iTunes at Boss Re Society. And if you could just take two minutes, literally two minutes, to let us know, give us your rating, more of what you want to see, and an accolade or two, and we'll keep providing the good good for you maybe <laughs> no i think that's good we're good we're good we're good 
All right, guys, we'll see you every Wednesday. Uh, Thank you so much. Catch you in the next one. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook.